Recording in progress. Welcome to the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm on the 1st of December, 2023. Yes, we've made it this far. We have 30 days left in 2023 and we move on to 2024. Uh, amazing how like time does fly. My usually saying is time flies when you're having fun, but I just think time flies period, but you know, whatever. What the hell do I know? According to so many of you, nothing. So, you know, whatever. Um, not, I don't have too much to, to like go over and, and say, but I do have things to say, obviously. So I hope last week was a good week for all of you here, especially in, you know, when we all celebrate Thanksgiving. I did see other teams um, do like videos about um, Thanksgiving. And it's amazing to see that like some hockey players that are like from Russia and Canada and Finland and Sweden go, oh yeah, I don't, we don't celebrate that. Hi, yo, dudes, you're in the United States playing in the National Hockey League. You celebrate it when you're here. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be an only American thing to do. I mean, wouldn't you want to show that you're grateful and um, for your life and for your livelihood and that you get to do something that you've always wanted to do? I don't get it. So like some um, other uh, teams posted that kind of like stuff. Like the question I think the Detroit Red Wings posted on their social was what time should Thanksgiving start? Um, some people said three, some people said five, some people said four, and then you had the other people that were not from around this country, um, you know, say, oh, we don't celebrate. Yes. Um, like, shouldn't you want to celebrate? Like, if you're here in the United States, like, don't you go to, like, teammates' houses during for Thanksgiving and, like, have a big meal together? It doesn't necessarily have to be that you're celebrating, quote-unquote, Thanksgiving, but you can celebrate with your teammates. So that was kind of weird. Um, other stuff. So thank God Patrick Kane is off the table. I don't have to hear the dumbass Ranger fans. We need Patrick Kane. We need to sign him. Yes. With what money? Please do explain. What money? And where is he going to go? On what line are you going to put him? On the first line with Mika and with, um, Kreider? Is that where he was going to go? Because he really fit in so well last time he was fucking here. He didn't, oh, yeah, he didn't kill the chemistry off this team last year. Yeah, no, he didn't do that. He didn't kill the chemistry, and he wasn't here playing um, injured. And I know I have to hear, well, he had surgery. Um, how many hockey players that have had that hip surgery have actually come back and been successful? Please, do tell me why I take notes. Go ahead. Because I can tell you many have not survived from that surgery. So I'm just happy that that whole entire saga is over with now. Let's see what else. What else do we have to talk about? Um, well, the Rangers play for one thing. Uh, so, like, I didn't catch that many games during Thanksgiving week because it was Thanksgiving week and, like, I have to help, you know, cook things and make things and stuff. But I did watch some of it. I saw the Boston game. Like, you know, they blow them out blah, blah, blah. And then they come back against Buffalo and lay like a goose egg. Like literally, I mean, I know they didn't lose like by zero, but I'm just saying like literally they just like, it was like they didn't even remember they had a game. Maybe they all ate too much turkey. 
Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe that was it. Um, maybe they had too much chicken cutlet parm at Vinnie Trocek's house. I, I don't know. And it just held them back from the Buffalo game. I, you know, I don't know. But to me, they don't look like they know what the championship mindset is, and they do not have the championship mindset on this team. Um, I've said it many times, though. Having the championship mindset is a very hard thing to do every single game. But the last game, especially against Detroit, um, that was not a complete game. So I don't know what Jacob Chuba was talking about when he said, oh, we're, we're back on track. You really think you're back on track? You almost lost the fucking game, Jacob. If it wasn't for Jimmy getting that goal in the third, you would have lost. The first period was terrible. Second period was atrocious. You're lucky you guys scored in the third. What game were you watching? Like, what game? And while we're on the subject of Jacob, let's talk about his high stick thing. I find it kind of like amusing, though, because everybody cut that video up to the point where only you saw him cross-checking in the face. Like, you didn't see the entire play that led up to that. Now, I'm not excusing him for what he did because every hockey player is responsible for their stick regardless of what happens prior to what, you know, them cross-checking people or, or something happening. But he's responsible for it. So I just find it unusual. No, I don't know if I should say unusual. I just find it strange maybe I may be weird that everybody has to cut videos on social to go along with their agenda like just show me the damn freaking video from beginning to end and let me make up my mind okay stop cutting video to because you can't stand the fact that he's that he when he hits he hits clean he's a very clean hitter he has not won he is first of all he is not a dirty player okay now two it looked like he got extremely frustrated with that play that play he looked out of character he should have dropped his stick instead of trying to throw his stick up because then that he cross-checked the guy in the face or whatever he did with the stick. He should have just dropped the stick because then maybe the refs would have called the penalty on that because the other guy was literally holding your stick. So I'm causing you not to have control of it, although, like I said, you're responsible for your stick. Um, I love the fact, though, that he said, oh, yeah, I watched the video and that's not how I play and I can't do that and blah, blah, blah. And I immediately apologized. Really? I didn't see you apologizing after it. I didn't see you apologizing after that happened. So I don't know what you're talking about on that. And you apologize? <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Sure, Jacob. Sure. Oh, and while we're on the subject of Jacob, um, yeah, hi. Uh, Jacob question. Well, not question. Um, just a fashion point of view. Um, you look fucking amazing when you have rough on your face. It, 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 you need it. Okay. If I'm going to be bluntly honest, which that's what I'm known to be, 
without facial hair on your face, you look like a giraffe. Just the way that your neck is, your neck is very long. So, but you look freaking hot and amazing when you have facial hair. I'm just pointing it out. That's what I do. I will point that out. Your gray suit you wore last time was okay. It wasn't the greatest. But I'll get into that later. Like, are you going back now to wearing the same suit again? Like, like Lindy likes to do? Like, in your comfort zone suit? Comfort zone suit? And you wear a watch, and Vinny wears a watch. I saw Vinny wearing a watch. Like, like I said, like, why, we, why do you need a watch? You can tell time on your fucking phone. You don't need to have a, you don't need to have a watch. I, I never understand men that need watches in this day and age, and especially in like expensive watches, when you have an expensive piece of equipment that you're carrying around that tells you the time, and it tells you the time everywhere where you're traveling. If you're going to LA from New York, if you're going to Texas, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to Florida, if you're going um, Minnesota, Central time zone, Pacific time zone, Eastern time zone. God damn it, it even tells you the time across the, across the, um, the ocean. <laughs> Why do you need a watch? But whatever. I'll do, I'll do fashion later. I'll do a quick uh, fashion overload, overload on that one. But, um, and for all those um, that need um, a little, uh, you know, one-on-one, you know, um, you can't be sexist in the workplace because that's where a lot of men are sexist. It's in the workplace. They're not necessarily 100% sexist outside the workplace. But when it comes time for um, women to actually step up in the workplace, that's usually why people are sexist. FYI. And a lot of you still think that women belong in the kitchen, but I would like to remind all of you stupid men, that's where all the knives are. Okay. Look, I'm not, I'm serious. That's where all the knives are. They're in the kitchen. You want women in the kitchen? Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and for all of you dummies out there, women are given the sideline reporting job all the time. I mean, poor Emily Kaplan has to go on the bench during, you know, during the middle of a freaking game and go, okay, yeah, um, yeah, hi. We just want to know, like, what was your message in between periods? Do you think the coach wants to fucking answer her stupid, shitty question? He's in the middle of coaching a game. Does he give a shit what his message was in between to tell Emily? No. He just, they, they don't care. And speaking of that, I'll go into the football for a second so last week or the week before maybe it was the week before um i have to go back on insta and find it hold hold the boat anyhow um yes so i guess her name is carissa thompson and she was on a podcast and said that as a sideline reporter for the NFL, she made up shit. And long and behold, not surprisingly, the coach didn't want to speak to her. So she made up stuff. And then everybody got their panties in a bunch. 
because, oh, my God, she said she made up stuff. How could she ever do that? She made up things. That's crazy. Um, I don't think I see it here anymore. Um, her, her quote unquote apology, because, you know, whenever people say things, people don't understand the context that they're saying it. So they make up shit because they think they know the person inside out and they think they're reading quite quickly between the lines. Oh, that's what she meant. And then she had to come back and say, well, it was taken out of context as to what I said. And I'm, a, and I'm sorry and because people were trying to cancel her. How surprised am I? And she's stupid. And I'll tell you right off the, she was stupid to come out with an apology. She was telling you exactly why she did it and what was happening. And everybody had to attack her. Because, oh, my God, she's making up stuff. She wasn't like she was making up bad things. She wasn't saying bad things. She was saying, oh, well, you know, they have to do better on third downs. And they have to come out better and be more aggressive. She was, she was saying positive things because she's a sideline reporter. What is she going to do? Come out after halftime and go, yeah, the coach came out and said he didn't want to talk to me. So I have no idea what the message was between at, at halftime and what they have to improve. She's standing there watching the game. Just like I said, you don't, you hardly ever see coaches not talk to men sideline reporters. You see coaches have a hard time talking to women. And I will say this, when Molly Walker goes into the locker room and asks her questions, first of all, she laughs way too much. Molly, stop laughing and giggling. This is in high school. You shouldn't have to say and, and ask a question and then be like, <laughs> after it. That's unprofessional. That's why women are not looked upon as serious reporters. And I'm not blaming Molly for it. I'm just pointing it out. That's what Molly does. After every fucking question, she's got to giggle or smile or laugh. Do you see men doing that shit? They ask the question. And they'll say, you know, stupid questions, too, that they ask. Oh, so what did you do over Thanksgiving break? What do I fucking care that what the athlete does over Thanksgiving break? Leave him alone. Ask a question about the game. Oh, so we saw you last game. You know, you were minus one or minus two or you only had four shots. What do you need to do for this game to improve on your, on your percentage of, you know, on your shooting percentage? Ask, that, you know, good questions. But anyhow. You see how some of the Ranger players do not like the fact that there are women in the locker room asking them questions and they're uncomfortable because most likely the questions that they're being asked are stupid. I will just say that. And um, I heard last week that um, Stephen Statboy, you know, the little, the little boy that he is, um, uh, wanted to know how I was feeling when Michelle was interviewing uh, Mika. If you just didn't listen to the first part of this, then I'm a, I don't think I have to answer you. And oh, I, I see that I'm rent-free in your head. I live rent-free in your head because when I called you 50, I guess that bothered the shit out of you. My mistake, are you 40? You're still middle-aged. A middle-aged man that as Sean McCaffrey on Twitter would say, you stalk the players. And then thinking about that for us, just for example, so 
You mean to tell me when you came here for preseason and you wore Brendan Othman's jersey, Brendan, you wore his jersey, I guess, whatever fucking jersey you have of his, um, and you walked by him at the bar tracks across the street from right next to the, the garden, and you walked by him, he asked the owner to go get you, right? So you can take a picture because that's what he wanted to do. Looking at that picture, he did not look like he went out of his way to go get you. It looked like you stalked him for the picture, number one, and made up a story to get the picture so you don't look like a stalker. And then then after that, I was thinking, but you interviewed him for your podcast. Wouldn't he know who you are since you are a quote-unquote somebody? Wouldn't he be like, hey, that's the guy that interviewed me that one time. I think he would remember you. Am I not mistaken on that? I don't know. I'm just asking. Um, and, and, oh, speaking of Sean McCaffrey, I also live rent-free in his head um, due to the Corey Perry situation because he made um, some lovely little comments. But I would like to point out to everybody that he has his head so far up his ass. He thinks that he's like this big shot time author. Um, his books on Amazon as a whole rank 2 million or 1 million. And I think I saw one that was 3 million. They're not as popular as he puts them out there. Okay. And the fact that this last book, he had to get some dude to write him a blog type review just shows you how bad his books are. So, like, you know, he's, he's not as um, popular as he likes to portray himself. And if you, if you watch him, he always constantly, his forte is to make fun of people. So you can tell how insecure he is in life. Because anybody that has to go out of their way to constantly make fun of people as part of their shtick, like all the time, um, is a jealous, insecure person. Seriously, like I, I'm, I'm telling you, like that's just the truth. Um, the fact that he's always jealous of Stephen Valicat, like Valley, he is he's jealous that he's on TV. How dare Steve be on TV and not me? Because I know this better than anybody else, and we need to watch Henrik all the time. And I, like one part, I will agree that Henrik should be like the focus on the pregame. And I can't stand when Valley shows me all the stupid statistic shit because it doesn't really mean anything. Like, it, it's stupid. That's why the Yankees suck because they're, they're so engrossed in the analysis, you know, in the statistics and all the stat stuff. And, well, this pitcher needs to be against this hitter and this hitter needs to be here. And then they have to stand here. Like, it, it's, it's totally ridiculous. I agree with that part. But you can tell he's very jealous. He's a jealous, he's a jealous dude. He likes to sabotage other people. I mean, look at me. He calls stat boy Steven a stalker. And then he picks on another guy who does blogs, who actually writes good shit, by the way. Like, there are ways of writing and blogging. And I've read, I don't know how many guys' blogs. You can tell by the writing how good somebody is. You can also tell by the writing um, 
how like they're like wannabes and Sean's a wannabe. But I'm happy I live right free in your head. It's wonderful. Thanks for thinking of me. I so appreciate that shit. Anywho, so Corey Perry, I will tell you, this is the worst fucking cover up I think I've ever seen it on a team. First of all, the mothers, the mom's trip for the Blackhawks was November 9th through the 12th. The Columbia's Blue Jackets game was, I believe, the 22nd before Thanksgiving. So you're telling me that on the 21st, before the game, on the 22nd, he did something fucking stupid to an employee that got him terminated. And then it turns out that he was drunk when he did it. So we're going to terminate his contract for being drunk because that's exactly what it's, that's what exactly what it looks like, right? That's what they want you to believe happened, um, which that's not the case. That's not what happened because if he assaulted an employee, shouldn't he have been arrested? Like he should have been arrested, even if he was drunk, it doesn't matter. He should have been arrested if he assaulted an employee. But he didn't insult a, a, an employee. He, I don't know what he, maybe he, did he sleep with an employee? Did he say, did something sexual happen while he was drunk? Because usually when a player is addicted to alcohol or drugs, you don't really terminate their employee, their, their, you know, their, their contract. What do you do? You send them to an improved program by the National Players Association. And they go there for help. Take a, you know, take a personal leave and then come back to the team later on. We've had that in baseball, by the way. I think I've seen that in football. I've seen that in basketball. So I kind of don't buy the shit that they're trying to sell us. That he was drunk, did something to an employee, and now he's fired from his contract. Like, he's, he's done. And I'm going to say this. He did not sleep with Connor Bernard's mom. If he did sleep with anybody's mom, it was Seth Jones. Bingo. It was Seth Jones' mom. I don't think Bernard's mom was part of it. I think maybe, I mean, he could have tried to sleep with her. But she then turned him down. I don't believe that either. I just believe it was Seth Jones' mom. Um, when any player turns their social to private, you know some shit happened. You know some shit happened. And the guy that originally said something has been right about things in the past. And then he also said that a former NHL player said that it was true but he also tweeted it was not Connor Bernard's mom so and then looking at all the comments from fans about Seth Jones's mom and how hot she was and how beautiful she was and she's a hot trot and blah 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 and then Seth Jones's social media being now private when I've seen all his stuff before now you can't look at anything um just two and two together. And of course, they're hiding it because, I mean, this is the Blackhawks we're talking about. They like to hide anything sexual that happens. They try to bury it 
as far under the ground as possible because God forbid they come out with it. And that's also another thing. Like if this was the incident that happened, that he was drunk, wouldn't the GM, when he came out to his press conference, say what exactly happened? He was drunk and he did something to an employee and he did something to an employee and we can't stand for that. No, he said, I can't divulge in the details. That was one day. The next day, Corey Perry's quote statement came out, which I don't think he even wrote. It looks like, you know, either either they had like, you know, artificial intelligence write that shit or the PR department wrote that. It was not, I don't believe for one second it was Corey Perry and they just put, they just made Corey Perry put his name to it. Because like I said, they're trying to save face. When you're trying to save face, you're going to do whatever you need to do to save your own face and not worry about anything else. So that's where we're at with that story. Now, a quick fashion, just to go over the fashion kind of thing. Um, I see that um, Ryan Lingren was wearing that horrible blue suit again last game. What game was that? What day was that? I don't even know. Today is Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. Hi, hi, Ryan. You look incredible. Like, you don't even know how incredibly hot you look. Why would you not want to look hot by wearing that suit? And also, um, hi, Ryan. Hi. Um, question. Well, not really a question, just a statement. Um, just because the rest of your teammates, including Jacob Truba, ended up with basic, doesn't mean that you need to either, if you catch my drift don't I, I hate when guys fall for peer pressure and they feel they have to do things to make everybody around them happy because they get jealous because they get jealous of the fact that Ryan is awesome let's just face it I mean Ryan has been I wouldn't say sabotaged is not the right word but definitely left out to dry on this team. Ryan, hi, this is me. I'm telling you now, do not sign an extension with the Rangers. Don't stay here. You deserve better and you deserve to be treated better. Um, the fact that you were not picked as an alternative captain um, speaks volumes to me of how Jacob actually feels about you. Like when someone shows you the true colors, don't try to change the picture. Okay. You deserve to be alternative captain. You are the heart and soul of this freaking team. Not Adam Fox. Sorry, but not. And just because Jacob settled for basic doesn't mean you need to. Level the shit up, Ryan. They'll be, I'm telling you, they'd be jealous of you. They're jealous of you right now. What even better way to say fuck you to your teammates who want you to settle for basic than to level the shit up if you catch my freaking drift? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say on that one. But anyway, like, I like the, that's why I guess the camera of the social media admin on Wednesday was showing us your mustache and how, like, spectacular it looked because that's the look that we got. That's the look, that's the angle they gave me. And then, then there's Lexi um, <laughs> walking in with Jimmy, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you were doing. My the little the guy that gives me cheerleading vibes. I'm telling you, you have such cheerleading vibes. It's great. It's awesome. You just have like that fun, like you know, mentality. 
you're having a lot of fun and it's it's showing on the ice how much fun you're having um you looked good with your jacket i like the long jacket that was really good um jimmy looked pretty good too um you looked pretty good i have some other pictures hold on let me see who else i have here um i have to wait till my video warms up hold the boat um <laughs> i do have pictures here okay let me see oh here's this one yeah you looked very good um i mean jacob it's not so bad the gray with the blue tie but you've worn that suit a couple times already. Nick looks good. You know, you guys look pretty good. Pretty decent. I think I have a couple other videos. Oh, and then I have one of Vinny. I got Vincent Trocek belongs in like the Vogue magazine. He belongs in Vogue magazine. I mean, you know, the light blue suit with the dark blue tie, with the dark blue hanky in the pocket, his hair like parted in the like on the side, um, the way his facial hair looks, and his hands in his pocket, and the one top button, perfect, beautiful, beautiful. I'm telling you, Vogue. Um, Will Cooley looks good. I like that he's not afraid of color. Like I think some guys are so afraid of using color. And dressing with color, it's amazing. Um, like, I don't know what kind of color that is. Like, it's almost like a pink tie, but it's not a pink tie. It's like a, should I say, it? is it like mauve? But you have like the mauve stripes in your gray suit. So it's gray suit with mauve stripes. And the tie matches the stripes. And your shoes look so nice and polished. And you look really good. I mean, and then there's Zach Jones. I, I don't. Okay, Zach, honey, if you're going to wear like a dark, like corduroy blue color pant, you don't want to wear brown dress shoes with white bottoms. I, the shoes are the, the killer in this outfit. Your whole thing is, you look good, though, with the beanie on. But no, it just doesn't, it doesn't go right. Um, and then, let me see, I don't have that there. Where is the other one I had? No, that's the old one. Oh, and then before Thanksgiving, Ryan had like a new blue suit. Ryan looked freaking, you look so good in that suit. Wear that blue suit more often than the other one. God, you look amazing. Look at how amazing you are. My God. It just gets me so upset, like, when you guys don't know what you're doing dress-wise. Jeez Louise. Um, anywho. So, I'm not going to do Fashion Friday this Friday with the video. I'm going to wait till next Friday so I can have a little bit more um, material. Anywho, that's it. So, if you're waiting for me to answer you about... Um, um, about Jacob Truba and the PR department and all that kind of stuff, you're going to have to keep waiting. Because I like things playing them out. I like how things, I let things play out first. Like I said, no one knows my next move. That's how to play it. So keep waiting. Don't worry. 
for all of you who want to gossip about me and talk about me and you want me to live rent-free in your head, don't worry. Season two is coming. Have a great weekend, everybody.